Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hello, welcome guys, gals, and non-binary pals to the Are You Listening podcast. I am Brandon. I'm here with my friend Scott. Scott, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. You notice I said today because I know that we're covering a a very emotional is the wrong word because emotional kind of insinuates a different emotion other than anger. So let's just say angry. Right. It's a very angry record today. I am I'm not angry today, so that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Today we're covering Acacia Strain's album Continent. We have covered Wormwood previously. You've also listened to one other album by the Acacia Strain. Yes, their their latest one, uh, Slow Decay. Slow Decay, correct. I, and as always, I like to treat these like individual episodes, so I'm just going to give a brief rundown on Acacia Strain as a band and how they originated. They are a metalcore sl- slash deathcore band, originally from Chicopee, Massachusetts. They formed in 2001. They put out three albums prior to Continent. They put out And Life Is Very Long in 2002, 3750 in 04, and The Dead Walk in 2006. Continent comes out on August 19th, 2008. And it is their fourth album. It is the first with bassist Jack Strong. And it is the second with drummer Kevin Butote. Okay. And then the, the the four piece is rounded out by vocals from Vincent Bennett and guitars from the good old DL. So the, the lineup on this record is the same as the lineup on Wormwood? Correct. Okay. It's the same lineup. And much like Wormwood, this album is also produced and mixed by Zeus. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh wow so you, you heard some differences there i there yeah i, I can't <laughs> even put into it like it sound it almost sounds like a completely different band to be honest okay just be i think just because wormwood was so heavy yeah continent isn't quite as heavy there's uh there's more two-stepping in this yeah there's more hardcore in this one there's sure. more opportunities for a two-step content was released august 19th 2008 it had first week sales of 5600 units which is pretty solid and it made it to number 107 on the billboard charts hey there you go they showed that's good this album is 11 tracks 40 minutes and 23 seconds so you you did listen to the 11 track version because there is there is two bonus tracks floating around out there i did not listen to those i stopped with the behemoth 
Yes, that is the clo- that is the album closer technically. Yeah. The original bonus tracks are Global Warming and Stay Puffed. <laughs> I want to listen to Stay Puffed now. Stay Puff actually has my maybe my favorite line by Acacia Strain ever. Oh wow. And I miss that song. I'm always debating how I'm going to work it into a tattoo. Like that's how much I love it. <laughs> What's the line? I'm curious. I don't break promises. I don't break hearts. I'm busy breaking backs. Wow. <laughs> I just love that line so much. I, I love everything about it. I didn't know if if you noticed this at all, but have you watched Arrested Development? A while ago. When it, was, when it first came out, I watched it. Okay. Uh, but that, yeah, that was a while ago. Four of these tracks are references to Arrested Development. Like oh, really? the titles of the tracks. <laughs> C-Word is Job's Boat. Forget Me Now is Job's Date Rape Drug. Baby Buster is Buster's nickname. They call him Baby Buster. And then Balboa Towers is the name of Lucille's mansion community that she lives in. Right. That's so funny. I didn't I didn't connect that at all. It, at least Vincent was heavily into Arrested Development at the time. I remember a lot of Arrested Development memes and jokes being thrown around all the time. I think they had some shirts that had like oh, Arrested really? Development jokes on them and shit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun time. It was a fun time for everybody involved, you know? No, right. Nothing about this album. It's just all fun. It's all fun and games. There's Is no it? negativity. There's no negativity on this album. Oof. Uh, let's cover some albums that came out also in August of 08. August 5th, Connor Oberst's album, Connor Oberst, came out. The self, His self-titled. I don't know if you're a Connor Oberst fan. I am a big fan. A uh, big, big Bright Eyes fan. I've never listened to a full project. You've never, oh, list. <laughs> Add it to the list. Bright Eyes is on the list now. Also coming out August 5th is Hawthorne Heights, Fragile Future. That's the one right after, right after Casey died is that out. When that came out, I think I did really enjoy that record. And then was Skeletons after that record? Oh, I'm not super okay. up on my Hawthorne Heights discography. I'm not sure. sure. I want to say maybe. Yeah, I remember Skeletons coming out and Fragile Future coming out. I really dug both of those. August 19th, also the same day that this album came out, Continent by Case Strain. Yeah. Uh, the Gaslight Anthems, the 59 sound. Dude, out. that record is phenomenal. I love that record. I've never listened to it. You, have you never listened to a Gaslight Anthem record or just that one? I've never listened to a Gaslight Anthem record. I've only listened to them popping up on some compilations. Dude, they have a really great couple records. So their first one is called Sink or Swim. That thing's amazing. And then 59 Sound came out, blew my mind. And then I want to say like one or two more records after that were really, really good. And then they dropped off for one record. You'll be getting the 59 Sound from me at some point. Okay, good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. I'm glad that list is getting bigger. Dude, it, it is too. <laughs> I got a full pay, I got a full loose leaf piece of paper front and back. That's insane. It I is. just... Apparently, I'm sheltered music-wise. Also coming out in August, on the 26th, Slipknot's All Hope Is Gone came out. Man, August was rocking. In in my mind, All Hope Is Gone is kind of like the last legs of true Slipknot. To, to me, it feels like. It, like they were definitely transitioning into a different sound. I think because of Iowa is held to such a high standard, anything after that wasn't quite as good. Iowa is just such a complete record all the way through everything after that just hasn't matched up in my opinion i agree with you yeah i i do but the records that came out afterwards there are monster tracks on them that i love top of the billboard hot 100 in august when this album came out was i kissed a girl by Katy perry it's funny because mainstream music is never where we were at no 
at the time when we go over these records. Billboard 200 top five albums, and this thing is wild. So okay. I got them all written. I got all. I'm giving you the top five. Oh, fantastic! Number one was Miley Cyrus's Breakout. That was when uh, Fly on the Wall was out, and then what was the other big single off that album? Se- Seven Things was huge. Seven Things was huge. It was wild. I don't think I ever heard it. I don't think you'd like it. So Maybe probably not. <laughs> that make, it makes sense. <laughs> Number two was Sugarland's "Love on the Inside." Okay, they're a, a country group. Yes. Number three, the Mamma Mia soundtrack. Oh, from the motion picture. Yes, the soundtrack of the motion picture Mamma Mia. My mom and sister are fans. Shout out to Kelly. I am a giant fan of Mamma Mia. Mia. Are you really? And Abba. I went and saw the second one in theater the day it dropped. Oh, wow. Okay. I love it. I love Abba. Also, a lot of it plays into I love Cher. So the second one. Yes, I am aware of that. She's in the second one, right? Yes. Yeah. Number four in the Mm -hmm. 200, Kid Rock's Rock and Roll Jesus. Again, isn't this the second mention of Rock and Roll (laughs) Jesus we've had on this podcast? I'm going to say so. I think that album was way bigger than we think it was. It must have been because uh, I, it, it wasn't on my radar at all whatsoever. And then number five, an album that you, I may be giving you at some point. Oh. And it, it's going to be an interesting one. Oh, okay. Lil Wayne's The Carter Three. You don't have to give it to me. I've listened okay. to it multiple times, like many, many, many times. And I really enjoyed it. I did. Okay, that that's very strange because that's the way that's the way that I would expect you not to like. I had a moment of I don't want to say machismo. (laughs) Okay, Uh, but that album does it to you. That album can do that to you. I knew every lyric to every song on that record, as did I. Let's throw that on the greatest hits episodes then, because that thing is I love that album. I would be curious to go back over it again. Because I haven't listened to it since Lucas was a baby. I used to listen to that in the car, driving Lucas around at three o'clock in the morning so he would sleep. Those drums on a milli will put a kid to sleep every time. <laughs> yeah, wild. I guess I can jump into some couple reviews here, and then you can input your opinions on these reviews. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Allmusic.com gave The Case of Trains Continent 2.5 stars out of five. So it's basically a 50%. Yep. That's, a fa- that's a failing grade. It would be in school, yes. Uh, this album also has a 3.5 by the community, so it's a whole star higher than this okay. guy. Yeah. Eduardo Rivadavia says, and I quote, Blunt sonic force, but honed and compacted into a dense and seemingly impervious deathcore wrecking ball. The problem is, you can usually see the wrecking ball coming from a mile away. By the time the group unveils their largely abandoned melodic gifts on the behemoth, the damage has been done and there's little chance of resuscitating the Acacia Strain's bruised and bludgeoned body from its comatose state. Maybe next time. Wow. (laughs) The maybe next time at the end of that kind of put some sass on that review. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, I felt like, okay, you're saying things that are okay, I guess. And then... Yep, I was with it until he said maybe next time. And then the maybe next time I was like, oh. The next review from blabbermouth.net. Ryan Ogle gave it 7.5 out of 10. And Ryan Ogle says, and I quote, most definitely shows a band who has taken great lengths to move beyond the played out breakdown laden scene from which they came, yet still retains elements of their core sound. Does create for some incredibly intense and enjoyable moments, but also sees the band spinning their wheels a bit. I'd say more, but I'm not sure I want Bennett pissed at me on their next album. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> I think his review actually opens up by saying, will the will the person who offended and insulted Vincent Bennett please stand up? No, no, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. <laughs> Not at all. I would I would never freely give that information if I was the one. His tone is different on this album. I'm sure you've caught that. Very much so. It's not as deep. It's more of a, it's less of a growl and more of a scream, I guess you would say. It's more of the hardcore vocal as sure. opposed to the yeah. deeper vocal. Right. And I think he plays, he plays less with his voice in this one too. Like in Wormwood, he, he moved around with it a bit. And this one's very just pummeling. Just every, yeah. every word is pummeling. I'm guessing you probably didn't catch as many lyrics as Wormwood. Not as many, which, okay, so I listened through, I'll just get into it. I listened through on Sunday and didn't pay attention to lyrics, just had it on kind of as background. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It sounded not as heavy as Wormwood, so I already kind of didn't like it as much. I'm not going to lie. Throw that out there. Wormwood has... Like I said, it's the the most heavy record, the most violent record yes. that I've heard, you know. Uh, yeah. So living up to that, like I, I had to make a conscious effort to remind myself that this came before Wormwood, even though I'm listening to it afterward. Yeah, I think that's where it, it might be a little hung up for you, because throughout their career up until this point and up until Wormwood, they made a conscious effort to make every album heavier than the last. Right. So the fact that you're listening to them backwards, technically... I, I do understand the disconnect there might be there. Yeah, so it was it, it was a little off-putting uh, at first. And then I started paying attention to the lyrics, and I have the track-by-track track breakdown that we'll go over. And I recall you saying there were some questionable lyrics. I didn't think it would be quite as many as there was. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it was a definite... I mean, it's definitely that like death metal mentality in this album where yeah. like say anything, do anything. It doesn't matter. When I listened to it, paying attention to the lyrics, I got a very like junior high feel for the lyrics. It reminded me of some stuff that like you would hear in junior high, like kids just trying to be outrageous and yeah. say the most ridiculous shit. And I was like, Oh, that that's kind of like seventh grade put to a song. Well, my week was fucked up too. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. The The week I had was, was rough. We had a school shooting 20 minutes away from my house. Yeah. And it was brutal. Like just. I can't even imagine where your head would be. And like you said that your son is like done track there. Like I couldn't even, I can't even imagine. Yeah. We had a, we had a track meet in Oxford last year and I, I don't think it was at that school. I went back and, and looked at that school, but it was at Oxford's like satellite yeah, field area. Yeah. And like, I, I come from a time where I was in high school when Columbine happened. And I remember the, the, the situation and everything that happened during and around and after that, and then nothing ever changing and school shootings just kept happening. And then, you know, we had Sandy Hook not too long ago and Parkland. Yeah, countless others that I, I can't even remember. But this one is most definitely the closest to home. So literally, quite literally, like I've been to that school. Like I've it's right there. Yeah. They shut down the 
the school systems, like the, the county Thursday and Friday. It's it's insane that it's been happening how long and yeah, and nothing. We're changes. in the same position. Like, yeah. We're in the same position. There's some, what did they do? Like as after Columbine happened, they put in like metal detectors and that's, that's yeah. what they did. Like that's kind of it. Luke, none of Lucas's schools have had metal detectors. Mine never did. It's just, it's just wild. And it really changed everything for me this week. So when I gave this record a listen, I was already in a really messed up mindset and I was trying really hard to get out of it. So while I was listening to this, I had to take a break for like three days. So there were three days there that I didn't listen to this at all. And usually I will listen to a record that you give me every single day, multiple times, just to make sure I have my feelings and everything out about it. But this one, I just, I couldn't do like, I, I, I listened to it on Monday before the shooting happened. Um, and I wrote down a bunch of stuff that I'll go into when we get track by track, but I didn't listen to it. We found out about the shooting halfway through Tuesday. So I knew right then I was like, I'm not in the right headspace for this. Like, I felt like I had, like, I, I don't want to shed light on, on what PTSD is, but I felt like I had it after this happened because of all, all of everything that we've been through with school shootings and this one being so close, just my anxiety was sky high like i (laughs) actually cried in the bathroom in my work a couple times yeah i could imagine i i I, no i can't imagine i said that i i can't imagine the feelings of like having a kid in a school 20 minutes from yeah like where that i can't i can't even put my i can't put myself in their shoes at all and It's, it's wild that that it has to happen too it's wild that you have to feel that way i'm really glad that they shut the schools down on thursday and friday um, even though the threats were baseless, but I, I ended up calling in sick on Thursday to stay home with Lucas just because I, I, I think I needed it more than him, mm-hmm. which is funny. I think, I think the parents are feeling it more than the kids are because the kids are becoming more and more desensitized. And I think that's causing problems for me too. And then this album, maybe not being as heavy as Wormwood, but being maybe just as dark. Just as dark and just as violent. And yeah, I I told you, I went through a day where I just listened to The Offspring. I listened to The Offspring's entire discography on Thursday, or no, on Wednesday, just because I needed something that was... Comforting. Comfort, yeah, for real. But you you needed it, and I'm glad that music is there i'm glad that music can always be there yeah i can always find something that can calm me down a little bit you know yes i agree i agree 100 percent. but yeah so i I did end up going through and listening to the rest of the record um i maybe listened through it like three times this week and i apologize because my my opinions are going to be mostly negative and it's not due to this records it's not it's not the record's fault the record just played into it. Yeah, it just it was there was a lot of circumstances that this record just hit at the wrong time. Definitely the wrong time. For sure. De- like even definitely. Even without the school shooting, it's Christmas time right now. Yeah. I'm trying to get in that mood cuz I mm-hmm. I ha- I have a hard time getting into the happy joyful Christmas mood, but I w- I've been doing pretty good at it this year. Absolutely no reason for you to say sorry. If anything, I should be I should be saying sorry for well, throwing the, this album your direction. It's not like you knew it was going to happen. Nobody knew, you know. So, um, it's just the circumstance that this played into. I can probably offset a lot of your negativity with positivity in this. Although, I also included 
a like quote brand's favorite lyric out of each track so okay. it's oh. also gonna get dark right yeah <laughs> yeah let's get into it with with skynet uh number one opens up with skynet this intro is wild is it, i i wrote down this is another intro into oblivion like it's yeah. just it takes you yeah it takes you into a weird space they have that slice of bread at the beginning of every album yeah, like they they have that. You got to start the sandwich with a slice of bread. You can't just start it on the plate, <laughs> right? So so they add the slice of bread, and this is actually the track that there there was an internet rumor for many many years that all the lyrics about this were written about Amir on this track in itself on on Skynet that they were that Amir ripped them off completely. Um, the the lyric being plagiarism is the highest form of flattery. Why would you ever want to be like me? We are all someone else's terrible ideas. Yeah. Vincent has said many times from stage that it is not about Amir. Oh, wow. It is not. And Mm. I kind of get it. Like, I I believe him Mm. because if you listen to all their other tracks, they've never really been aimed at anything other than ideas. And they're they're bigger on the scale than just talking about, like, I feel like they're not the kind of band that would do that. Right. Yeah, Scott, it opens up with like again, like one of those droning sounds almost. Like there's a there's a definite sound and then it just rips right into it. I know this is more of a hardcore feeling record, but they did that rhyming the same word with itself that threw me on this one. The uh I'll be collecting soon, I'll be coming for my payment soon. Oh, I see, I was trying to listen to that in this one because there are a bunch of those in here yeah like there's there's four or five songs where that happens i and think I this is the only of one i wrote down just because like i started hearing it more and i was like uh okay i'll leave it alone because you know <laughs> maybe that's the the writing style he was going for on this record but first listen through well not for first listen through while i was paying attention to lyrics i caught that and i was like oh man okay there's also there's also a lot less rhyming on this album Yes, there is. Like it, That's it, true. It's a, it, it's a definite more of a hardcore style delivery yeah. as opposed to the structure that they had in Wormwood. Yeah, that's kind of why I hesitated to say rhyming. All right, second song, C-Word. C-Word, yep. I, I wrote in this that I thought you would think that the pinched harmonics are great in this one. I do. <laughs> actually, I yes. really, really do. Yes. Um, I actually wrote that down. The guitar work here was great, and I really loved the transition from Skynet to SeaWord. Oh yeah, it was. I think th- I think this album flows very well. I was just gonna say they do that with a lot of tracks, where the transition from track to track is seamless, and and it is it is when they're playing it too. I've seen probably ninety percent of these songs played live, and it is the same. They just jump right into the next track. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's also it's unrelenting especially like that i think that plays into the whole theme of this where this album's unrelenting from beginning to end mm-hmm. well from beginning to almost end i loved the theme of the song like the nautical theme of the song and i i actually have a standout lyric for this one and i'm wondering if it's the same one you have i hope so because it would be so freaking great but it's um i curse like a fucking sailor i knew that would be yours yeah and i, I and yeah, that that's amazing. Like I love that whole part. Yeah. That whole part. Although I think with my quote favorite lyrics for this, I was looking like at the more artistic side and oh, like, gotcha. trying different things. Yeah. So like my my favorite lyric from C Word is sand in her hair, salt on her skin, bloated but not breathing. The air is soaking wet with salt and death. 
Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> and I love I love the way it's delivered too. I love the way it's delivered. Like yeah. I, I I love that's I think that's a lot of it too. Like it's not just the lyric, it's the way he's delivering it. And I don't just mean his tone, I mean the pattern. Because sure. sometimes that changes everything in the way you hear a, a lyric. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next track, Doctor Doom. Uh, another great transition from the previous track. I can't really grasp a theme on this track. It feels kind of disjointed to me. That's what I wrote down. Okay, I, I, every time I've ever listened to it before, like from the beginning, and when I looked all over the lyrics, it was just a man on his last legs with his life. Yeah. And the the opening lyrics take this job and shove it. I'm not here to break ground. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But then, Brand's favorite lyrics from Dr. Doom. Here we go. And I'm sure you know what it is. It's no headlights, no sirens, no no eulogy, four funerals, no fucking wedding. Yeah, yeah. Which, holy shit. Some of these that are my favorite lyrics, I think might just be my favorite lyrics because of the way I felt them the first time I heard them. Sure. Like, that, hearing that, because... That's a spoken word lyric almost. Like the four yeah. funerals, no fucking wedding. Everything drops out. That's all that's, that's happening. It. Yep. And then it it just it's so it puts you so on your heels. I I loved everything about it. Forget me now. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I wrote down is is this an acacia strain love song? This <laughs> 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 this is their version of a love song. This is one that I wrote down that you would hear the repeating lyrics yeah and it's it's they she died like she lived on her fucking back they died like they lived on their fucking backs yeah like it's a little bit of a change but it's still the same but it's still I the thought, same yeah i thought you wouldn't do it I, like you wouldn't fuck with that at all i that was the point where i was like i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna point out every single time that they do it just because yeah. i don't want to be super negative on everything yeah. but yeah that that was a thought but i didn't write it down on Forget Me Now, my favorite lyric, and it's from the way he delivers it, just because if you didn't, I don't think if you read the lyric sheet, you would know that this is even what he's saying. It's mm. the, I'm a surgeon, I'm a poet. Like, I love oh, that yeah. so much. Yeah. I love the way it's delivered. It's it's so perfect to me. Next up is Cthulhu. This is the one with the Vincent. Where he like, says, if you call me Vince one more time, I'm going to yeah. rip your fucking head off. Yeah. I also think that this may be the hardest and heaviest the words Google and YouTube have been said. <laughs> yes. I have never heard them uh, so vehemently pronounced. Because the lyric is, if you really want to know something, you'll do the fucking research. And then yeah. it like drops down and gets heavier. And it's the lyric is, Google, YouTube, W dot something. I loved that. The W dot something. <laughs> I also loved the, the lyric backpedaling into the primordial ooze. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought that was pretty great. And and I will agree with you that there are like even though I have these favorite lyrics and I'm not saying that it's you know the best poetry in the world or anything but yeah. there are def in juxtaposition to that there are definitely those lyrics that you're just like mm -hmm. like there was a lot of like maybe I'll give them a pass for this I, and I think that's also the part of like the death death metal that you don't get down on either because that yeah. is kind of the bread and butter of bands like Cannibal Corpse I know I bring Cannibal Corpse up every episode yeah but. That, that that's kind of them like that that's that that style of it's, it's just, just like I, I like i have to roll my eyes at some of them you know what i mean i'm just like oh god you went there okay my favorite lyric from this is actually dreamt of a world without life woke up and you don't exist no one can stop me i am the death machine you are doomed yeah <laughs> like some of this shit is just like my god vincent 
I hope you're happy now. Right. Please. I hope your daily life is on a much different level than what you record. Like, it has to be. Please. <laughs> Next up, we have Baby Buster. I love the intro on this one. And I think this is one of those that has a lyric that is kind of like, okay. But it's also so so wildly out there that mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I think what you meant, like, okay, I'll give it a pass. This is the point in the record where it turns for you, where it did a hard turn for me. And it was that lyric that I was just like, come on, dude. Like that, that never needed to be in a song that I needed to listen to. I think the reason that I give it the quote pass is because there is a idea that it's just, it's destroying the entire planet. Like that it's not aimed at a person. It's aimed at all of humanity. It's aimed at every living creature on the surface of the earth. Right. It just, it, even before the events of Tuesday, it put me in a weird headspace. <laughs> and, and, and that's fair. And that's to be expected uh, yeah. because this album, you could actually probably say that it putting you in a weird headspace means that it's doing what it's set out to do, I guess. Right. Yeah. And yeah, good on them for doing that, I guess. <laughs> My favorite lyric. And this one has stuck with me forever. Just because I, I love the turn of phrase here. Domestic abuse like you've never seen. This is a lifetime movie on a global scale. I love that idea. Like the lifetime movie has that trope that it's always just a, a battered woman. Yeah. Somebody beat down and then it's on a global scale. Again, I think it harkens back to he's destroying the planet with this. It's right. not aimed at one person. Yeah, yeah. So then after the turn in Baby Buster, I guess, <laughs> Balboa Towers did not help that at all. No, it didn't. I think what did I write? I wrote, I think it's songs like this one where I really get thrown out of it due to the lyrical content and can't really move past that. Like this is where like I I was in like a, I don't want to say self-realization, but like I was definitely in a realization of this record might not be something that that I, that I'll enjoy so much. (laughs) Yeah. This is one where my favorite lyric was probably the worst lyric out of the album, out of the track. Mm. Um, And I think it's just because of how wild it was to me when I heard it the first time. Mm-hmm. and it is and i'm quoting here <laughs> quote she asked me if i wanted to fuck so i spit in her face she asked me to marry her so i slit her fucking throat yeah yeah this song was this song was rough that's that's all i can say is like i I was sitting next to my wife listening to this thing while lucas was doing his drum lessons and i was listening to this and i was like oh man i can't even I, like, I I can't I can't even place myself in this song yeah. to even try to like enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. But you mentioned drum lessons though. The drums in this thing are killer again. Oh yeah, like, he's, <laughs> he's 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 destroying everything again. I I think I, I again I never think I noticed the drumming in these until we listened to it for the show. Sure. And then when I listened to it with that different ear it really sticks out. Like the, yeah. those drums are so important to this album. After this one, I wrote, had to take a break and come back after this track. After Balboa Towers or after JFC? Yeah. After Balboa Towers, I took a break. Oh, that's, oh, you picked a weird place to take a break because jumping back in with JFC is a yeah. wild time. And then after JFC is when I took a break for three days. JFC is, it's usually their encore. 
JFC is okay. usually their encore. And I think it has to do with the gang vocals. There's a lot of gang vocals. Yeah. And it's it's one of those where it feels where a lot of their songs it, it definitely feels like a a metal show, but during JFC everybody's on the stage like grabbing the microphone, jumping oh, sure. around, like yeah. rushing the stage. JFC is amazing live. JFC is it's one of my favorite Occasion Strain tracks. I love it so much. And it may be based off the first time I heard it and how just how angry I am. The end of the world is the hook. Yeah, I am the end of the world is basically the mission statement of this track. Yeah, I wrote the great beginning. I was good with this song until the last verse. And then at this point, the record is feeling very junior high to me. So this is where I felt that heavy. I can understand that. Yeah. My, My favorite lyric from this, though, is. They all deserve to die. I push the button and watch the sky rain death. Consider this global abortion. Yeah. It's just insane to me. Like, to put those words together right. and put it on a record is and that's wild why, to me. That's why I said it's very junior high feeling to me. Yeah. Because it's very it's very much something like in eighth grade, you say the most abhorrent shit just to get a reaction. And I think that's a product of this this genre of music maybe oh 100% if you dive into i'm going to be honest i sent i was listening to i guess i got to bring them up again i was listening to a cannibal corpse record yep. and i sent i sent you a picture of the lyric sheet yeah and and if you dive into any of those bands in that way it's you have to just kind of laugh because it's so ridiculous yeah i think i have to so with wormwood i didn't have to so much like i have to take myself out of myself and I guess I did have to get in a crazy headspace for Wormwood. But I think going forward, if you give me a record like this, or when you give me Cannibal Corpse, I know I'm going to have to, like, let it be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like realize this is something of the, and it's of yeah. the genre. Yeah. But also, like, I, I can also recognize, like, that's why I had to tell you of some of these lyrics, uh, mm-hmm. just to be aware, because... I'll listen to some of them still, maybe less on this. There's a, there were a few on this where like I hear them and I'm like, I don't like that, Yeah, but it, I, I can recognize it's part of the music. See, yeah. Part of and the song. I'm not watching a video of it happening. That's, yeah. that's where I'm like, I'm not watching it happen. It's just, it's like, if it's like watching a horror movie, that's, right. that's kind of how I, I work around it. I think. Sure. Like it's one thing if you do it in your music and then that's it. Like you, you wrote the song. It's art. We'll put it art in quotes. quotes. Yeah. But from what I understand, at least Vincent seems like a very good guy outside oh. of the lyrics that he <laughs> right. is portraying and the yeah. character that he is on stage. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm able to. Do, but no, there's a lot of those bands that it's hard to. Yeah, I've I've never gotten down with the the shock for shock's sake type stuff. Like, it, so put it in my time more when Marilyn Manson first came out. I, I just, I still don't like Manson, uh, Marilyn Manson. It, it just doesn't, he doesn't do anything for me. I like one album. I'm a, I'm a big fan of golden age of grotesque. And I just think because it's so different and it mm-hmm. was so, even though I like new metal a lot, he, he had set out and he said, I can't, I'm not making a new metal record. And he tried to make the most anti new metal record. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. It may be the greatest new metal record ever made. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> It's 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 so different than anything I was hearing at the time, and I, I still love that album. Although allegedly he's a very horrible person, it didn't do anything for me. 
Like I don't, I, I don't do the shock thing. Like I just don't, I don't care enough. Like don't care, we, don't give a even, shit about Alice Cooper. Don't care about him at all. I really don't. For real, <laughs> like Alice Cooper. I, we talked about it. Maybe we talked about it in the last Acacia Strain record that we reviewed. We where I wasn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of like the makeup and and mm-hmm. the shock stuff. It just doesn't do anything for me. Like I'm more of a down to earth regular type dude, I guess. Like, and, and I think that may come from you seeking a different connection with the music as opposed to just using it as entertainment. I think that's, I yeah, think that's a lot of what it that's is. gotta be it because yeah, I don't, I definitely don't look at music at music as just entertainment. That's never been a thing. It's always been like a part connection. of me. Like yeah. connection is a key for you. Whereas 100% as much as I like the connection, I also love entertainment. Right. Yeah. I can really get down on that. We just now you just pinpointed what it is to me that I don't get down with when it comes to stuff like this. Like I, I don't see my music as entertainment. I like the more of the connection than the entertainment of it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. One hundred percent. That's wild. Yeah, I never, I never thought that, and it's it's <laughs> wild that I never got that in my head. But that's one hundred percent it. That's crazy. We just blew my mind. <laughs> with my life hey the the are you listening podcast is where we get down to the nitty-gritty it's where that's we it. figure things out <laughs> it's, it's, that's what we do but yeah i it's not like i'm connecting with wanting to injure somebody when i listen right to it. yeah and that's it that's that's the way you listen to it as opposed yeah. to the way i listen to music so yes. yeah it is it's impossible for me to connect with like 80 percent of these songs on this record because I don't have those feelings inside of me. You and you connect with this stuff because you see it as entertainment and 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 the anger. I do right. have the anger. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But like, I'm you don't have anger towards women in particular, no. where some of these no. songs definitely have that yeah. tone. Yes. So so you get it on that emotional level, but you see it more as entertainment. Mm-hmm. I I totally get it now. Like I, 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 this is wild. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to the next track. If if you can, if you can get through uh, your mind to handle this next track, Kraken. Kraken. Um, this is where I came back to the record. And yeah, this one, this one has some very junior high lyrics. Yeah. Uh, musically, the song is pretty great. I don't think I'm in the right headspace for this record right now. Uh, the lyrics of most of these songs is taking me out. It's because you were trying to connect. Yeah. That, and that, that's it. <laughs> that's so it it really is it's so crazy because yeah i mean we just ranted about this for like seven minutes but yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but no my favorite lyric out of this is a super junior high lyric like yeah. something that you would you would write in a notebook when you were a kid and then right. if your mom found it you'd be in so much trouble you couldn't explain it away <laughs> yeah it's it's i cut the hands and feet off of living things you are not worth saving yeah that's yeah that's definitely junior high lyric. But this out this track in particular is where I really caught this idea mm-hmm. that I then listened to the album with an with like a different ear. Yeah. And and because I, I read this in a review that Acacia Strain for this album in particular owes Pantera a lot of thanks. And the beginning of Kraken sounds like a Pantera track turned up to like 14. Like maybe I need to re-listen to it. I did write down that uh, musically the song was great, so maybe 
that that's yeah. probably what it was. It was it the it be. was the Pantera in in the track because this one Kraken real like really put it into my head. I was like, wow, that sounds like it came right off at Far Beyond Driven. Right. Huh. Two, only two tracks left. We have the Combine. Uh, I like the breakdown at You Want War. But other than that, I felt like this was kind of a bland track. Yeah, the last couple, like even even as much as I like them still, but Kraken, Combine, I feel like JFC is the high point of the back end of this. Okay. So like once you get past JFC, it's kind of like a wind down until you get to Behemoth. Sure. Which is still more of a wind down, but that's next. Yeah, that's next. <laughs> but the combat, yeah, another one where I could see the junior high lyrics, uh, my favorite lyric, no remorse for anything, no salvation for anyone. And it's more of a delivery than it is the lyric itself. Like, I just love the way it's I love the way it's delivered. Yeah. And then Behemoth, which is I thought might be your favorite track on the album, actually. 100 percent. It's my number one. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, I love it. It's it's yeah. what, seven minutes almost? It's seven minutes and a half. Seven minute inter- instrumental. And and. Maybe you can explain to me why I loved it because we've had instrumentals that are seven minutes that I didn't. Is it because it's still heavy as shit? I th- I want to say it's heavy. What I what I really thought about this track is it really shows off that they're not just like a metalcore band. They have a lot of instrumental diversity, I guess, uh, with their instruments and the musicality of this one. It doesn't feel like an Acacia Strain song, but it does at the same time. Because on this record, you pointed out that it's more of their hardcore kind of vibe. And you can feel that when you listen to it. Like when I listened to it the first time and didn't pay attention to the lyrics, I just had it as background music, really. Mm-hmm. I could feel that hardcore heaviness. But with this one, it takes you out of that so much and shows you that they're really good at playing their instruments. Like even if you can't pinpoint through the rest of their songs, their virtuosity with their instruments, their ability to play really well. How about that? (laughs) Their ability to play their instruments really, really well and not just be chugging guitars and, you know, common drum beats. This switches it up and shows you that they know what they're doing. And when they get to it, they can get to it. But imagine the like, imagine you imagine if you were reviewing albums in 08 and you listen to this and you heard this final track, you you listen to this track and you're like, wow, I hope that's leading into what they're doing next. And then you listen to Wormwood two years later oh my and you're like, God. oh, this isn't it. This yeah, isn't no, it. This, this is what that was. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. Like, it's not the bookend test. It's like the opposite. It's the cover test. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> from, from the end of continent to the to the first track of wormwood that is uh insanity that that's not what I, I would have expected at all this album is kind of the bridge between the dead walk and wormwood not just in time like mm. it, it like almost thematically and in the genre like dead walk is very much a hardcore record like it very much feels okay. way more hardcore this has elements of that metal and a little bit of melody in it mm-hmm. and then wormwood is what you know wormwood is it's just wormwood is just insanity insanity but yeah dead walk has a lot more two-stepping even than this album okay the distance that you covered in between Wormwood coming back to this, mm-hmm. it's about equal as you would go from covering this to Dead Walk. Oh wow, okay. Which is 
especially if you're not in the right mindset, really not going to be in your wheelhouse. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although now that you can see that maybe try like not to connect. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be gonna... listening to music completely differently. Dude, that's going to be a job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I loved, I loved, loved this track. Like this track yeah. was phenomenal. Easily my number one on this record. And not just because it doesn't have any lyrics. It, it's, it's the music ability on display on this track is just insane. And then do you even have a two and a three? I do or have a two and just... a three. C word was an easy two. Okay. Um, I really dug that track. And then Cthulhu was my number okay. three, but that was, that's trying to come up with a three, I guess. Yeah. Which it's crazy because how many tracks did I say was on this thing? There's 11. There's 11. You picked the three that I probably would put last, even though I love behemoth and mm -hmm. I love, I like those other two tracks for me. JFC has to be number one. Sure. The pure aggression in Balboa towers is number two. I love that track mm -hmm. and I love Dr. Doom, but I, I don't know if I could put that three. It'd probably be forget me now for three. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a completely opposite. Like, and it's, again, it's because we took this album two different ways, two different ways. Yeah. We consume music two different ways. Yeah. When it comes to certain genres, because like I said, I I do like connecting with shit a lot. Yeah. And I will still search that out, but I can get over that and see things as entertainment. Whereas you've never seen music as entertainment. It's just life. Yeah, I really don't think I have. Like that's so wild to think about that, but <laughs> holy cow. Yeah, no, I just I've always connected with music. And then do you have an opinion on the bookend test, Skynet to the Behemoth? <laughs> I mean that it's it's a crazy difference. It's an opener and a closer. Yeah. But it's also it's a clear opener. Like it gets you it sets the tone. Yeah. I I could not see this record ending other any other way than having the behemoth as as a complete instrumental and ending the record. I also can't see it starting off any other way than that crazy intro. Is the their closer always an instrumental after a certain point? I'm trying to remember and I I think so. And I think it may lend itself to like yeah, we just got all that out, so now we're going to just float on and right. end this thing. Because imagine if the Combine ended it with the final just, like, guitar string, and that was the end of the, tra the, end of the album. Yeah, no. You would, you would be I'd such be so a... so fucked. <laughs> it just... Because, yeah, because you'd be living in that world. Yeah. I, I feel like their instrumentals kind of... And here we go. Here's here's for you. It's like the entertainment where it's the closing of the book. It's the rolling of the credits. Right, right, it's yeah. The, it's the actual end of the show as opposed to just an album ending. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's <laughs> transitioning back to real life from this <laughs> crazy like hellscape of emotion and death. <laughs> so then I guess, am I even asking the question? Because I feel like I'm going to know the answer. I can't, I mean, but... we kind of already talked about it. Like I can't give it a fair shot. But we have to for the show. So I have to at least ask. Okay. Even though, hey, I'll give this to you. Here's something we can do one time only. Okay. You can you can say pass. Oh. And then at some point, maybe, if you revisit this, it will come up on a later episode. It's going to be a real long time before I'm okay. It can be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. But just, you can, I'll give it to you this time. Okay. Although I, I better be afforded a goddamn pass at some point. Oh, no, you get a pass, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, Acacia Strain Continent, 
Grown, owner, grown. Yeah, if it, if it's not a pass, it's definitely like the closest to grown I've ever been with a record you've given me. But it, it also it also didn't get a fair shot with me this week. But also, how about this? If we if I never gave this album to you mm-hmm. and you never listened to this album mm-hmm. and we didn't do this show, yeah, you would never have been aware of that entertainment Isn't versus that connection. Isn't that crazy? That's unbelievable. That's so wild. That's the conversations that we want to have here. I'm glad we hit one hundred percent. Me too. Because without that. Is this would have been a, a a forty minute episode about a school shooting, which is not a good episode. Although <laughs> right, no, it would not. be applicable for the album. Yeah, it would. But yeah, it's it's wild that we came to that conclusion for me, that realization for me on this episode. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe down the road, when you listen to Content again, maybe it'll pop up as a mini sode. Like maybe we'll just do a quick maybe like can, yeah, just do a quick one. Yeah, maybe after I listen to it, I'll let you know. But we'll put a bookmark in it, and then yeah, for sure. we'll move past it into Scott. What was record of the week this week? Um, my record of the week really helped me this week. Was it an Offspring album? I was, you know what? I was gonna. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about saying an Offspring album was my record of the week. If that was the case, it would have been Americana. When Americana came out for me, it it holds Offspring's greatest sin, which is pretty fly for a white guy. Okay. Well, you you mentioned it, so I have yeah. to I have to I have to say this, and this album this this episode's pretty long already, but I gotta sure. say, it. yeah, um, Tara and I met while that song was on. Oh man, I'm sorry. I was dancing to that <laughs> oh, song. No. It was in the bookstore at college. Yeah, she was working at the bookstore. Oh, that yeah. song was on. I was in my I don't know mosh warrior phase. Okay. Like, you know how the Mosh Warrior uniform was like a bandana around the neck that you would wear almost like a mask when you were in the pit? Yeah, right. Well, I, I would wear a bandana around my neck everywhere. That's just gotcha. what I did. <laughs> yeah. And I had the bandana around my neck. I had my emo hair like off to the side. Yeah. Uh, and I was dancing to it. And that's the very first time. That I was the it. moment. So <laughs> Pretty Fly for a White Guy is kind of Taranai's song. Gotcha. <laughs> Please tell me what your album of the week is. Uh, a new band I just came across called the Seafloor Cinema, and they put out a record in CinemaScope with stereophonic sound. And it is definitely not what you would expect me to listen to. What does that mean? Hyper poppy, oh. hyper poppy version of pop punk hardcore emo type stuff, but like. Lots of synthesizers, dancey beats, a really happy vibe, and the guy's voice is kind of at a higher pitch than you think my uh, my normal comfort zone is. But I think you needed it, though. I think you probably found it at a time when that's what you needed. One hundred percent, and that's that's why it's record of the week for me because it it definitely helped me level out. Just because it's so it's it's so peppy. Like I don't I can't think of another word to describe it, but it's so peppy and the actual instrumentation on it is really good. Like I I've talked about Protest the Hero and Idola a lot. It's kind of in that vein, but in a dancey pop version of those bands. Okay. I I can't point out a single track or lyrics or anything like that because I didn't digest it that way. Yeah. But it it definitely has like that positive, happy, peppy vibe to it that helped me this week and you needed it yes yeah for sure so it's good if you um, give it a shot maybe like listen to it to a track on youtube maybe i'll send you a, a video or something but okay i'm gonna send you a video of my album of the week too uh, at least one track off of it because it was i wasn't expecting it 
and mm-hmm. it. I love when that happens. Oh, for sure. It is Slim Gorilla. The name of the album is Keep It Moving. Mm-hmm. It came out this year. Okay. And if you see the cover of it, it looks like uh, like a Master P album. Like it, it's the oh, old, man. like huge gold. There's bottles of Alizé beside him. Oh, gotcha. uh, he, he's, he, he's from Houston. He's 26. And whereas like Griselda are bringing back and kind of more in touch with the street bars and the hardcore hip hop of the time. Mm. This is more of like a like a new jack swing type of like bringing oh, wow. that kind of hip hop back. Okay. And the, yeah. the beats are funky. I like his I like his voice. I like his bars. Like it I, I'm I actually found it by a guy that I buy bootlegs off of. <laughs> a guy <laughs> that I buy bootleg t shirts off of. Just ha- like post them as his like on his Spotify. And by the way, this is hundred percent why Spotify promotes people to do that is because that's how i found an artist even though i didn't listen to it on spotify because i don't listen to spotify but i found it because of that it was like his top song of the year and i was like what is this now because oh wow he's really into three six like i i know that we listen to kind of the same hip-hop yeah and then he's also like super into like carcass and shit like that so like i know that we have we have similar like musical attributes and i was like i was like this looks like something i'd enjoy and i listened to it this morning and there is a track called Get Your Cake Up that was the perfect <laughs> soundtrack to my Saturday overtime work. And it was just like, right. yeah, let's let's do this. Like, this is this is where it's at. And it's, it's just fun. I, I liked it. And I think he's good as shit. Like, I think he, he's a star in the making. Oh, that's awesome. And he's like crafted his own lane almost, which is hard cool. to do. It's hard yeah. to do nowadays. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. So Slim Gorillas keep it moving. And it's cool. it's it's gorilla G U E R I L L A. Gotcha. Not, not the animal. Not, no, it's not the animal. <laughs> right. Okay. So you got anything else before we before you tell me what I'm listening to next week? Yeah. No. This week, I <laughs> this is a record that I really connected with. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. <laughs> no, not really. It was sarcasm. Uh, okay. Because I connect with all music. Okay. Now we've learned that. Um, Actually, this isn't this artist's record that I that is my favorite. Are you bringing me a sad record? Is this going to be a sad record? It's Elliot Smith. Yeah, it's so not it necessarily sad, sad. Do you want me to switch it up? I can switch it up if no, you want to switch. No, it. we'll 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 handle it. I okay. hope. <laughs> uh, it's Elliot Smith's record XO. XO, like the letters. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, probably the best produced record he put out. Okay. I have no touchstone to even know what I'm expecting other than I'm assuming it's an emo record and it's a singer-songwriter vibe. It's singer-songwriter vibe. Okay. Not necessarily I wouldn't say emo. This is pre-emo. So this is like um like the dudes that are frontmen for bands that just end up going and doing a solo project. Yeah. That type of that type of thing. Okay. I, I feel like this is a little bit of retribution for the continent record. <laughs> it's not because this was planned. This was okay. planned before you gave me continent. Actually. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's Elliot Smith's XO. Um, probably my second favorite of his records. My, okay. my favorite of his is either or, but that's, you'd have a harder time enjoying that one. I think than you would with this one. Okay. And now I need to go into this, not for entertainment. I need to go into this for connection because I feel like maybe that's my disconnect with singer songwriters. See, maybe is there, there's not a lot of entertainment there. Cause it's just a guy and a guitar. 
There, that's not this though. It's okay. full band stuff. So okay. he he's a multi instrumentalist. Yeah, that's the that's the record I'm giving you this week. All right, Elliot Smith's XO. Yeah, um, I will listen to it. Follow us on all the socials: Twitter at AYL Pod. Uh, there will be a fa- an actual Facebook link in the episode description. Yeah, it, I'll just say you can uh, find us at facebook.com slash groups slash are you listening pod. Uh, the actual link got set up today. Okay. Um, you can also find us. We're up on Amazon and we're up on Audible. Uh, so you can listen to the podcast there if you want. Email us at are you listening dot pod at gmail.com. Trying to think of anything else we did. <laughs> to uh, promote the the pod this week, but yeah, I think getting on Amazon and Audible was a big a big thing. So yeah, absolutely, check us out there if you're if you're there. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, more listeners through that. And again, every listener, thank you. It is real. genuinely appreciated because even though we'd be doing this without you, it kind of gives us a little more excitement about it, knowing that yeah. somebody, anybody, is listening. <laughs> even yeah, though sure. we would have still come to that realization at some point by ourselves. Right. But still, <laughs> thank you for, for joining us on this journey that we've decided to uh, to take. And I'm glad you got to hear Scott get his mind blown today. Yeah, I can't. I still can't believe that. I can't believe I never realized it before. So the question isn't really like, how are you listening? I guess it's, are you listening? Are you listening? Bright eyes. <laughs>